You're listening to Truly Criminal, the home of true crime. To see the video version of this case, including the footage and photos, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Truly Criminal. Today, we're going back to 2014, to Indianapolis, the most populated city in the state of Indiana. Busy and bustling all the time and home to almost 900,000 people, two of which were 24-year-old Nathan Benjamin Trapezano and his wife Jennifer. Nathan was from a big and close family, being the fourth of five children, and his brother said even though Nathan was younger than him, he looked up to him so much. Nathan had always excelled in academics, music and athletics. He had a black belt in karate and played piano and violin as well. He was witty and clever, but always remained humble and gracious. He gained a place at Ball State University where he was working on getting a degree in Latin, Greek and classical studies. And it was here that he met his future wife, Jennifer, who was training to be a nurse. The pair were inseparable and had a lot in common both sharing the same morals and values and very strong in their Catholic faith. Jennifer said she loved his quirkiness and how smart he was, always making her laugh and challenging her to push herself in every aspect of her life. The couple eventually moved to Indianapolis where Nathan got a job as a computer programmer at Ivy Tech Community College. Jennifer was still doing her training when they both found out they were going to be parents. They were over the moon when they discovered they were having a little girl and they knew her name right away, Cecilia Marie. Flash forward a few months, it was now coming to the end of March 2014, and Nathan and Jennifer were busy planning. They had a lot of exciting and special days coming up. Cecilia was due in just a few weeks, their first wedding anniversary was on May the 11th, and a week after this was Nathan's 25th birthday. Safe to say there was a lot going on for the young couple, but nothing was more exciting for Nathan than becoming a father. He couldn't wait to meet his daughter. On the 1st of April 2014, Nathan was up early as normal. Having always been really active, he made sure he got a long walk or a run-in every day. He normally worked out in the evenings, but he had recently decided to change up his routine so he could be at home with Jennifer more after he finished work and before bed. Just before 5am, Nathan was getting ready for an hour-long morning walk around the block before the sun rose. Nothing out of the ordinary just the routes he always took, past the shops he normally walked by, on the roads he knew very well. He grabbed his old MP3 player, his headphones and his rosary beads, and quietly left Jennifer asleep. At 5.50am, a resident just a short walk away heard a loud popping sound. She looked out of her window to see Nathan collapsing to the ground and shouting for help. She called 911 and ran outside. She said as she got to Nathan, she could see he was only wearing his joggers. He had no shoes and no shirt on. They were just scattered around on the ground. She could see a small bullet wound in his stomach, but noticed there wasn't much blood at this point. Nathan was clearly in shock, but was still conscious and seemed to be fairly alert. However, five minutes later, as the ambulance and police arrived on the streets, Nathan's condition started to rapidly deteriorate. He was no longer able to talk couldn't tell the officers anything and was gasping for air. 
They managed to stabilise him and he was rushed to hospital and straight into emergency surgery. Just after 7am, Jennifer woke up, confused that her husband still wasn't home yet and getting ready for work. His phone was still on the kitchen table, but this wasn't unusual as he made sure not to take anything valuable out with him. She grabbed her coat and started walking the route he normally took, trying to calm herself down, but deep down knowing something was really wrong. Despite the best efforts of the doctors and surgeons, at 7.40am, 24-year-old Nathan Trapezano died. Jennifer, who was still out walking, turned a corner and saw the yellow tape everywhere and police flooding the street. She hurried over, telling them her husband had left for a walk and not come home, and this was right in the middle of his route. But all they could tell her was that there had been an incident. At this point, they didn't know who the victim was, as he had no ID on him, so they couldn't give Jennifer any more details. Anxiously, she showed them a picture of Nathan on her phone, asking if this was what he looked like. Officers knew it was the same person and quietly escorted her to one of the police cars to sit her down and tell her the devastating news. Jennifer, just five weeks away from her due date, would then learn that the love of her life was gone. One detective said, He had his whole life in front of him, never been in trouble before, never been a problem, was minding his own business, doing what anybody in our community should be able to do, and that is to take a morning walk. Near to where he was found were some shell casings, which matched a 40 caliber gun. Something officers said was an unusual size, and not one they saw a lot. The owner of the tyre shop, Jesse, knew Nathan well, and saw him walk past every day, giving him a little wave as he did. After being broken into just a couple of months before, fortunately for the police, he had installed security cameras, which backed onto the parking lot where Nathan was found. The footage was very grainy and blurry, but it had captured everything. Nathan could be seen power walking down the road, being followed by someone, who later broke into a run to keep up with him. Later on in the clip, police noticed a second person turn up who appeared to be working with the shooter. The second half of the CCTV, for obvious reasons, has only ever been partially released. At one point, it looked as if Nathan was raising his hands as if to show he was complying and would do whatever they wanted him to. But the pair backed him into the parking lot and Nathan was shot. After Nathan was down, they ran away down the main road. I see here in a second, coming from up in this area, is the victim, all right? And then a short time later, you'll see uh, one suspect and then a second suspect. Really want people that are driving down the street at this time, they, something, you know, jogs their memory. There comes the suspect now running toward the victim. Here comes suspect number two who act as the uh, lookout. Dogs, his hands are out, you know, he's being told something. They'll have a, they'll chat around this side by the street over here, closer to the uh, right side of the screen and at some point the victim and suspect number one will go over in this general area where they'll go off screen uh, that's when a struggle will occur and the victim is shot uh, second suspect is acting as a lookout will take off running while they're struggling northeast towards 16th street and then north across 16th street into the neighborhood suspect number one and the shooter runs off west west onto 16th street 
The only witness they had was the woman who had called 911, but by the time she got out there, they were long gone. Things were made even harder when the police started interviewing the residents of the area. They all said that sadly, this was not an uncommon thing to happen. Over the years, their area had gotten so much worse in terms of gun violence, with multiple shootings happening. Someone said there had been a disturbing amount of shootings and murders in the last few months alone. He was going to be a dad. I mean, he was excited and happy and... He was going to be a great dad. It seemed like he was moving fast through life, like uh, even... Um, you know, three of us are older than him, and he was, you know, moving faster than all of us, pretty much. I don't know, he's kind of devastated all around, but um, I know he'll, he'll still be around, not, not, um, you know, How physically, you? but, um, you know, some, some ways he'll listen to me still when I need him, and I guess that's all I can really ask for. He had his hands up. One theory the police had was that it was some kind of gang initiation, but another potential motive, and one they believed was more likely, was that it was a failed attempt at a robbery. Nathan's family said this made it even more senseless, as he made it a point to never go out walking with any money, cards or his phone. The footage was sent to experts and was able to be enhanced just enough for them to work out the clothing the shooter had on, but apart from that, there was nothing. It was still developing story tonight. A 24-year-old married man and soon-to-be father was gunned down early Tuesday while walking not far from his home. And IMPD has set up this mobile command post near the scene of this crime to track down the men that they believe are responsible for this murder. And tonight, family and friends are trying to deal with this senseless crime. This surveillance video shows what people across the nation now know about 24-year-old Nathan Trapezano. But to think that he was simply a victim of a senseless crime would be wrong, say his family and friends. He just seemed like one of those guys that I wanted to be like as I was going through college. Brandon Stanley, a senior at Ball State, met Nathan four years ago at the university. The two men reconnected as members of Holy Rosary Church. Brandon describes his friend as having a deep faith. When the shooting happened, he was out praying a morning rosary. So he was he was out doing his morning routine where he would he would go jogging or go walking and pray at the same time. And then this happened. Black and white surveillance video of the last moments of his life. It, just, it doesn't make sense. And, and that's why I think the community is surrounding us because it's not someone that was out doing drugs or someone that was out being bad or mischievous. He was just living his life. And while Nathan Trapezano's life ended tragically, his friends and family say the real tragedy is to let his death define him. A week after Nathan had been killed, police finally made a break in the case. As they started looking into any other shootings in the area around the same time, it came to light that just 18 hours after Nathan had died, a 16-year-old called Simeon Rahim Adams, who went by the nickname Red, was taken to hospital in a critical condition with a gunshot wound to the neck. He had shot three bullets at a man named Eric, who had fired back at him in self-defence. Simeon was also a suspect in the burglary of a gun shop a week earlier at about 2am, in which 30 firearms were stolen. And, at 3am on April 1st, just two hours before Nathan was shot, 
He and two other men had attempted to steal a car from outside of a strip club, stopped only from doing so when the bouncer caught them. The strip club was less than a mile away from where Nathan had been walking, showing both the shooter and whoever was on lookout in the same clothing. When detectives heard about this, they knew they had to interview Simeon. He was not only confirmed as being in the same location of Nathan's shooting at the same time, he was now also facing arrest for the attempted murder of someone else, and some guns that had been stolen from the shop matched the casings found near Nathan's body. But being in the condition he was in in hospital meant they had to reach out to the people in his inner circle first. The more detectives talked to people, the more they kept hearing the nickname Red floating about, linking him to numerous incidents and crimes around the area, and people he knew were picking him out of every picture lineup they showed. Martez McGraw was Simeon's cousin, and he agreed to talk. When he was shown the CCTV footage from outside of the tyre shop, he immediately confirmed it was his cousin. He even admitted to being there himself for part of the morning, and confirmed all of Simeon's steps and movements. The other man on the tape was identified and interviewed. After this, police ruled everyone, apart from Simeon, out when it came to Nathan's murder. This was the person they wanted. Martez told police. Simeon ran up to Nathan and ordered him to stop. Simeon then made him walk between the tyre shop and the strip club. He made him strip by telling him to take off his shirt. He put his hands in the air, and Simeon shot him. Another man also told police he was woken up early on April 1st by Simeon banging on his door. He said he was out of breath, telling him the police were looking for him because he had got into what he referred to as a tussle with someone and shot them. Although doctors were initially sceptical that Simeon would survive, he did, and was finally well enough for the police to talk to him. They presented him with everything they knew, and the 16-year-old was subsequently placed under arrest. He would soon be charged as an adult with murder, attempted robbery, and carrying a handgun without a license. Well, we begin tonight with the story behind the teenager charged with the brutal and senseless murder of Nathan Trapezano. That 16-year-old Simeon Adams goes to court tomorrow morning facing serious violent felonies in two separate shootings. Two days before the murder, Adams allegedly got into an altercation with a man at the steak and lemonade shop at 29th and MLK. It began when Adams bumped into the victim, then glared at him, and then shot him. My, my heart and my prayers went up to him. Like, it could have been me. It could have been two murders. I mean, I still feel sad about it. I'm just glad he off the streets. Over the past six years, juvenile prosecutors charged Adams with 29 serious and violent crimes for which he only spent 50 days behind bars. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Mr. Adams has been charged with uh, murder, felony murder, attempt robbery, and carrying a handgun without a license. 
Uh, we have provided to you copies of the probable cause affidavit on both those matters. I'll not go into any great detail in terms of uh, the allegations, but uh, in a nutshell, uh, as you're well aware, there was a surveillance video from a nearby business uh, relating to this particular uh, crime. Uh, and in the video, uh, one of the suspects had a relatively distinctive clothing wearing. Uh, it is also set forth that statements have been given by witnesses implicating uh, Mr. Adams uh, in the shooting. He was known to the street element, and as in, in some cases, as we talk about those cases where young people find themselves in harm's way, you often become the victim of the very crimes you commit. Uh, we're clear about the message we're sending. We're going to make this city safe. We're going to continue to call on the citizens and the media to help us bring about information. And we're going to thank the prosecutor and his fine team for making sure these cases are brought to justice. Upon hearing that a 16-year-old had been arrested, Jennifer posted to Facebook and said, I don't know this man's circumstances, but it hurts to hear such a young man could turn to such violence. She asked people to pray for Simeon, and Nathan's family and friends all agreed that Nathan would have forgiven him. Nathan Trapezano was finally laid to rest, with hundreds in attendance. The investigating officers all showed up too, saying what had happened to him had really struck a nerve with them and that this was a case they would remember for the rest of their lives. And a couple of weeks later, Jennifer gave birth to the couple's daughter, Cecilia Marie. A welcome burst of happiness in such a dark period of time for everyone. Their family said she looked so much like Nathan and was a wonderful, happy and smiley little girl. As the court proceedings got underway someone else would gain some attention. Court documents showed that the 16-year-old was free to walk the streets for a month while awaiting a hearing on 13 probation violations. The probation officer had visited his home, but on nine occasions, Simeon was nowhere to be found. After the third violation, the officer could have asked for an arrest warrant, but for reasons unknown, he didn't. The judge said of this, I expressed my extreme concern to probation about the handling of this case. When I saw there had been nine house arrest violations, I was very concerned and upset. The probation officer in question would soon resign. Even though he was now 18 and despite being charged as an adult, because he was 16 at the time of the murder, prosecutors knew it would have been nearly impossible to get a life in prison sentence for Simeon. However, he was facing 45 to 65 years if found guilty by a jury. In the courtroom, a handful of family members showed up today to hear the formal murder and other felony charges against Adams. I'm a cousin, and he is innocent until proven guilty. And though police initially identified a second suspect in surveillance video from the murder scene on West 16th Street, uh, the second suspect is acting as a lookout. Only Adams faces charges. Prosecutors know who the second person is, another 16-year-old. They've declined to file charges against him. And because they want to use him uh, at the trial of Mr. Adams. Criminal defense attorney and former prosecutor Jack Crawford says even though the second teen was feet away when the murder took place, prosecutors likely have decided to use him as a key witness rather than charge him with a crime. And so clearly he knows who he's talking about and he was nine feet away. So if he's telling the truth, mind you, if he's telling the truth, then he's a very important witness for the state. In 2015, just over a year after Nathan had died, Simeon Adams pleaded guilty to murder. Simeon's legal team and friends and family commented on his troubled childhood and adolescence. Losing his mother to drowning when he was just 13 months old, 
his dad being in and out of prison for years, he had run-ins with the police that had started at the age of just 10 years old. His uncle, who had helped raise him, said, He used to get into trouble, but I didn't think he was capable of this. I used to try to tell him not to hang with the wrong people and to stay on the right path. He listened to me. I would try to keep him in line, and if I told him to do something, he would do it. I would speak to his friends and tell them that if they didn't get themselves together, they would end up dead or in jail. I can't believe he would get involved in something like this. He was frequently shown coming in and out of court laughing, and when it came time for his sentencing, little had changed. The judge addressed him directly, asking him if he appreciated the impact of his actions on the Trapezano family. He bluntly said, No ma'am, and nothing else after this. The teenager who admitted to killing an Indianapolis newlywed and father-to-be will spend decades in prison. A Marion County judge sentenced 18-year-old Simeon Adams to 55 years for killing Nathan Trapezano. As part of the plea deal, his potential sentence was reduced, and he was handed down 55 years in prison. Under Indiana law, Simeon could be eligible for parole after 27 years, based on credit for good behavior and time already served. If this happens, he will be 45 years old. He was later given a further 12 years in prison in connection with the shooting of Eric, which put him in hospital in the first place. This 12 years is to be served consecutively. The loss of Nathan had a big impact. Everybody rallied behind Jennifer and a GoFundMe was set up to support her, Cecilia and his family. It reached over $170,000 in donations. Jennifer showed immense strength and motivation to carry on as she would have, and just a year after she lost Nathan, she finished grad school with honours and is now a physician's assistant. The Nathan Trapezano Memorial Foundation was also set up, and their mission is to offer support and financial relief to children who have lost a parent. They do what they call the Nate Walk, a five-kilometre walk just as he loved to do, which doubles as a fundraising event. These walks are held once a year in Indianapolis and Pennsylvania, and people can also participate virtually. Ivy Tech Community College, where Nathan worked, said it would grant a full two-year scholarship to Cecilia if she ever wanted it. This is Miss Celia Marie Trapeziano. She's about to turn one. <laughs> it's completely changed my world. I mean... April 1st did in one way and having a daughter did in another. I think any mom could say that you are now, you know, you have someone dependent on you. You, you can't just be selfish. You have to give your life to them. And I didn't know how much, and I still don't know how much I have to give. Sometimes I feel like my energy is not always there and, and my heart's still broken, but I give her so much love and as much love as I can. And she just, she's my joy. And there's times where I'm sad because Nate's not there to be with us, but I know he's watching over us and I know he wouldn't want me to be sad with her. Jennifer said time almost stands still and passes quicker than she can keep up with it. Whenever she doubts herself or has a difficult day with Cecilia, she asks Nathan for advice. She said, I have a voicemail from him on March 31st, 2014. I've listened to it over and over and over again. His voice sounds so familiar still, like it was yesterday. I miss him. I miss everything about him. In so many ways, it feels like he has only been gone for ten seconds. And yet, it feels like a hundred years.
We are so grateful to all of our viewers and all of our patrons, and we'd love you to consider joining our little community over on Patreon. It supports us as a channel, and we couldn't be more appreciative of anyone that does so. It also gives you behind-the-scenes, extra episodes, and early ad-free access.